Hello and welcome to the Babble Rhythm. Babble Rhythm? Yes, it is. Uh, the fifth instalment of which we are delivering to your earlobes. You alright over there? Yeah, I'm good, man, yeah. Are you ready for this rhythm? Random topic generator. I think it's my turn to push the Babble Rhythm? Probably. Okay, let's go with this. So here we go. The random noise for the random topic generator. Here we go. Lovely. Vindication! Okay, interesting. Captain Holt. I like it. So, our topics this week. Communism. Death. Journalism. Vegetables. Birds. Weaving. Coffins. Lions. Okay. Where are we starting? Communism. Uh, equality for all. Comrades. I mean, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. All right in practice. Yeah. Or on in theory, in theory. Not great in practice. Practice hasn't gone well as of yet. Um, there is a local communist party in Brighton, and I know this because a very good and old friend of mine. I found out the last time that I bumped into him, we went out for a drink, is the leader of the Communist Party in Brighton. So he's having, like, meetings under bridges and stuff. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that was... Wow. A, a turn up for the books. Probably a good time to move on. I mean... I, I've got nothing for communists. I know that... <clears throat> Uh, the Russians are communists. I mean, Putin's quite an interesting fella. I mean, as an individual, he's starkly more interesting than any of the previous Russian yeah. leaders. You do also have quite a lot of fun looking at photos of Vladimir Putin riding a horse. All with his shirt off. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen that, I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, l listeners, Google... Putin riding a horse, and you will be met with r loads of footage the and manly, photos the manliest man. of Vladimir Putin bare-chested riding a horse. Powerful. Um, so, um... Oh, what? Hang on. Death. Always a nice subject. Um, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's inevitable. Uh, it's inescapable. Yes, that's true. Um, I mean, try to avoid it if you can. I wrote something about death. You did? Yeah, I'm working on a on a play, and um, yeah, I wrote a little something about death. If you'll allow it. No, oh, go on. Then. Um, <clears throat> death and its concept are absolutely empty. No picture comes to mind. The concept of death has a use for the living, while death itself has no use for anything. All we can say about death is that it is either real or it's not real. If it's real, then the end of one's life is a simple termination. If it's not real, then the end of one's embodied life is not true death, but a portal to another life. Having no content, we must speak of death metaphorically. For those who think death is real, death is a blank wall. For those who think it is not real, death is a door to another life. 
Whether we think of death as a wall or a door, we cannot avoid using one metaphor or another. We often say that a person who dies is relieved of suffering. However, if death is real, then it's metaphorical even to say that the dead do not suffer, as though something of them remains not to suffer. As there are already many speculations about some sort of next life, the focus on the view that death is real and marks the final end of an individual life, an individual's life. Death has no subjective meaning at all. It will come to other people, but never to me. Of course I know I'm going to die. Death means an end of my future. However, as long as I am alive, I will be living toward that future possibility of no longer having possibilities. The unavoidable conclusion is that if death is real, neither I nor you will ever personally taste it. I will cease to be conscious before the end. No matter how close I come to death, death recedes before me. I am actually dead only for others. When the end actually arrives, my dead body passes into the hands of the coroner. I will no longer be there. Death is always described from the perspective of the living. As Ludwig Wittgenstein famously put it, death is not an experience in life. How's that for a bit of bloody culture? Journalism. Uh, <laughs> generally bullshit. <laughs> for the main part uh, yeah mainstream media journalism is talentless hacks following other talentless hacks for baloney sandwich stories that are just uninteresting and uninspiring and I've got no interest for it I think we should start a website called baloney sandwich stories yes we should <laughs> that would be good I, I mean I, I agree more or less I think it's like you know, it's such a, a subjective thing. There's some good journalists out there who do some really good work, but independent journalism and sort of, you know, like just things that aren't attached to like huge branded organisations, just generally tends to be a truer word. Yeah. Uninfluenced. Yeah, and I think that's the problem, isn't it? Is there's always some kind of hidden agenda. Mm. Um, vegetables. Uh, I feel like one right now. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're checking out, man. We are recording at a late hour. Yeah, do you want me to tell you live on pod what time it is? Because I refuse listeners to tell him in a way to try and coerce him to continue to record. Okay, go on. It's twenty past one a.m. So, so yeah. So that leaves... puts me at the twentieth hour because I got up at five. Yeah, I I was a bit later than you, um, but still, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I could quite easily eat an entire bowl of boiled green cabbage or boiled broccoli. Ooh, I mean, broccoli I'll eat, but the the true champion. I mean, let's face it, vegetables appear on a roast dinner plate, and the champion of the roast dinner vegetable is the carrot. Okay, honey glazed oven carrot. No. Okay. In the gravy, soaked in the chicken juices, mm. and some wine, mm. and some other nice stuff that goes in there, all the good seasoning. Yeah. The carrot absorbs the entire taste of the gravy. Most of your gravy will end up in the carrot. It, it drinks it for you and holds it within. So the carrot no longer really tastes of just carrot. It tastes of the entire meal. It's wonderful. 
How do you feel about a Swede? Uh, I'd rather go to Finland. Birds. Not uh, like birds. Fucking birds. But birds. Fucking birds down the pub, innit? Birds. Birds, birds. But no, the beaked variety. Mm. Uh, they're rather pleasant to look at at times, except for when they decide to shat upon. Well, I told, I think yeah. on the babblement. I may have told... In fact, that could have been the lost episode. It was, it was on the lost episode. Oh, was it the lost yeah. episode? Okay, so, um, yeah, when I was walking to work the other day, um, I walked out of my flat, and I live in a basement flat, and we walked up the stairs. I walked up the stairs, and the first thing that happened to me and I left the flat that day was a bird <laughs> shat on my face. Not on my head, <laughs> not on my back, not on anything else. Right on the cheek, right on the side of the face. And at the time, I was eating a croissant, and I was really worried that the bird poo was going to end up engulfing my croissant. So I was trying not to be sick because I had runny bird shit on my face. Um, but I, mean, I still managed to eat the croissant. Don't worry. Yeah, that, um, yeah it's funny. Bed. I have a kind of weird relationship with birds because, as you remember, my dad used to keep birds. And I remember being a kid and going into the shed and having birds flying round the mm. shed and him trying to catch them with a net and me just standing there being really fucking scared. Um, <laughs> and then the other, the other bird story I can think of is my dad and so, listeners, you know, I'm sorry, but he hit a heron over the head with a spade. Because <laughs> um, the heron kept what? flying down and trying to eat his koi carp. Um, and we were in the garden together and he kind of kind of shot round when this heron landed on the side of the pond and he kind of crept down the garden and and I think what like he was trying to Shinobi. do was like wave the, the spade at the heron to scare it away but the heron kind of didn't realise he was there and my dad ended up kind of ping and hit it like smashing his heron on the back of the head and then it kind of tried to fly away and was like really disorientated and it kind of flew away and I can remember about he kind of walking back down the garden kind of embarrassed because he didn't mean to fucking smack it in the face and I just said to him what would you have done if you'd have killed a heron like what would you have done with a fucking dead massive dead heron like just put it in the bin Put it in the yeah, bin. so I just put it in the bin. Oh, good. The bird bin. Weaving. Uh, the process of making wicker items. I mean, that's probably all the information that I hold within my brain. About I was thinking of dodging and weaving. Oh, yeah, the more sort of Muhammad Ali style. Well, perhaps, but I was thinking more like the kind of those people you see are real like, oh, mate, and they're oh, sort dodging, of dodging, the, dodgy oh, dealing, dodging wheeling. I love guys like that. I, cr- I created a sort of character who was called Keith. Keith. Um, oh, mate, and Keith would, would go, up to, go up to the bar in a pub and be like, Foster's top, please, boss. Foster's top. Please, boss. With the boss. Yeah, any time you get called boss, the person who's saying it is definitely a fucking weaver. Um, <laughs> coffin. That's what we're calling them now, by the way. What, weavers? Weavers. Yeah, weavers. Like He's a right weaver. He's a right fucking weaver. <laughs> um, coffin, not... <clears throat> but a coffin. Uh, another death-related one. Yeah. Um, I've got a question. I understand certain coffin types... Um, 
family members may wish to adorn it with images etc but why would you get I think I saw one the other day which was the chassis of a monster truck right formed into like these elaborate really over the top I mean all you're doing is making it really difficult for some people to dig a hole for you yeah but I suppose if but, you've lived a long and fruitful life, you're not really worried about that. No, I suppose not. I suppose it's all down to individual choice. All right, in that case, yeah. what would you... What would If you could choose anything right. to be forever entombed in, mm. what would you want it to be? Um, that's a good question. I think I'd like to go, like, full, lavish, ancient Egyptian sarcophagus. <laughs> Because it would just really confuse archaeologists. Yeah, but why has he got earpods? <laughs> yeah, earpods. Yeah, just make the yeah, just make. <laughs> I mean, being mummified as well. That oh, would yeah. be just a guy like whole hog with a with a Galaxy S nine. Yeah, or, yeah, or other brands are available. But having <laughs> so they go, what? How is this possible? It's like a time traveling traveling Egyptian. I mean, I'll be rumbled if they can tell my size, my skin pigmentation, because <laughs> I'll be like, well, he definitely wasn't an he wasn't an Egyptian. Yeah, what about you? He's buried in Margate for a <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that where you see my future? Yeah, Margate. going to live in Dinamargate. You all gonna be the Margate? Weaver. <laughs> See, I reckon you should be buried in a um, a a full. I was gonna say full size. Please no, a scale chocolate hobnob. <laughs> but you have to lie diagonally across the the longest part of the circle. Cover me in the chocolate as well, so it's just like the outline of a body on a hobnob. I remember again. I don't want to keep harping on about my dad, but he legitimately said, "Oh, I don't need a coffin. Just put me in a bin bag." In a bit, everything in a, goes in the fucking. I know it does. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, that's so true. Yeah, himself. my first rabbit, Captain Bucky O'Hare. Any corpse, bin. yeah, just everything <laughs> just in the bin. bin. Put me in a skip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dad. Um, lions. Um, the king of the jungle, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, that made it sound like you had a bit of a gripe against lions. Well, I'll be honest. I mean, lion, the male lion don't do fuck all. Let, let's get down to the brass tacks of it here. It's the female of the pride that does all the work. He just sort of walks around with his big, cool hairdo, like, he. See, this would be the time that if we were both kind of undergraduate university students, one of us would turn around and say, it's like a metaphor for the patriarchy. Oh, it's symbolism. It happens in nature. I mean... I find lion bars quite challenging, if I'm being honest. The erratic nature of... The lion bar, yeah. yeah. It's, it's quite difficult because you want to bite into it and to have the same consistency as a toffee crisp. But it just does but not. But it doesn't. Because it's, it's inside it's, out. Yeah, and it's kind of hard and you only get a really thin layer of chocolate. Yeah. I'll tell you what I saw the other day, lion related, that annoyed me. Um... Cut to, I don't know, 10 second YouTube clip, whatever. Fails of the week. Oh, yeah. And you see what is clearly a fence with clear markings on it. Yeah. What is clearly two giant, huge male lions chilling, sleeping. 
there is a keeper next to said lions and a muppet with a rucksack stroking them through the fence. Mm. So he's just a hand. And he's stroking the lion's nose. Good. What do you think happens? I'll, I'll give you ten seconds to work it out. One. <laughs> the lion bites two. sand. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at that. I mean, why are some people so fucking dense that they think stroking a massive wildcat is a good idea? I mean, do you ever remember the TV show Lion Man? It's about this guy, this Australian guy, who used to basically have this massive lion sanctuary in Australia or New Zealand. Mm. Um, I'm ashamed to say that I went to a talk. He came over to the UK and did like a tour. (laughs) And I went along to a talk. Now, the reason why is because the the girlfriend I had at the time really liked the TV show. So I said I'd go with her. And we ended up in this kind of like just sort of shit hotel ballroom <laughs> in Hove actually where okay. I kind of where I live now um, and well, I don't live in the shit hotel ballroom yeah, well. with the lighting <laughs> man but okay, um, and it was like seeing the fans like the proper fans of him as a lion man yeah. I mean calling himself the lion man uh, disclaimer he wasn't half man half lion he just used <laughs> we to look after them very disappointed yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason why I fucking win. Oh, he's just a bloke with a ponytail. As soon as he walks in and says, I'm the lion man, you just stand up like, oh. Yeah, so, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) Was that it? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it it never fails to give us some really random bullshit. The random topic generator strikes again. (laughs) Bye, everyone. See you next time. Peace.